thing my whole life. So good for the art, that's why I'm so nice. Yo, welcome to the Man Up Podcast. It's your host, Jake the Mississippi Superman Reeves, with my co-hosts, Tyler Copeland and Wes Dunham. And this episode, we're going to be talking about entering the Matrix. Okay? Yeah, sort of the real Matrix. Here's my theory. Here's my theory that I've been working on, and I 100% believe this. Um... And I'm, I'm going to give my sponsor, our sponsors a shout out here in a minute because this episode does have a sponsor. But I need them to send me some info first. Um, so I have a theory that within the next 100 years, 90% of the population of the United States will be living in the matrix. It may not even take 100 years, but I believe that 90% of the population of the United States is going to live in the matrix. So video games and... Um, so they're moving everything to cryptocurrency. They're moving everything to uh, digital, like real estate, online real estate. You, you can buy online real estate now. You've got NFTs, which is like online art, and it's just like a like a picture of a you know a pixelated cow or something. Why do those things cost so much? <sighs> That's a good question. Rarity. I mean, why everything costs so much? So once you have one, you have the only one. Well, we'll have only one of so many. So some of them is the only one. Some of them be like one of a hundred. Some of them are one of a thousand. So there's diff- the, the the cost is depends on the rarity and how much people want it. I mean, is it like a currency though? Do you Resell it? it. It's like an investment. You know, what do you do with real art? You know what I mean? Like really, what's the what, what is what makes real art worth a million dollars or whatever? It's better though because you can't. It can't burn up. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's tied to the blockchain, and I don't know what that means. But so now they're trying to make it with like. Neuralink and stuff where like they're going to make it where we can upload it and here's what they're going to do they're going to blame it on climate change they're going to say it's the, the the world population is growing at such a high rate that they're, that it's not going to be able to sustain it they're going to say because of climate change you can't leave your house they're going to put everybody in these little cubes and these little cubicles these little you're like your apartment your house is going to be like a like a like an eight by eight square you're going to be you may spend an hour or two a day out, out of your sarcophagus or whatever you want to call it the elite of the world, the top 1%, I believe, are going to be running things. It's going to be a way for them to manipulate all the natural resources, hold all the wealth, and then we're all going to be happy living in our little 8 by 8 cubes because we're able to hook up with Megan Fox and you know, <laughs> live a lavish lifestyle or do whatever inside the matrix. You know what I mean? I'm not, and then, I'm and not then doing it. before long, once they advance it far enough, we won't be out of the matrix at all. It won't be the machines, though. It'll be the government, the top 1% of the government, and the richest people in the world. That's who's going to run it. That's who's going to not be in the matrix. Right. See, that's the difference. You got two different <laughs> kinds of people in the world. <laughs> not me. two different kinds of people in the world. You got the people that are cool with it and the people that are not. And I'm not. I'm not getting in it at all. I'm not going in it at all. You think this virtual reality stuff is like part of it, or you think this is a test? It's step one. Step one. It's yeah. Step one. I think video games in general are step one, dude. Video so what games else like step four then are like. What are you doing there, Mo? Oh, okay. Damn. You fixed it. Me? Talking to your mic, bro. I've been talking into it. It wasn't facing you. The, the 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 front of the mic was turned away from you. He had to he had to. Well, it's better now. <laughs> Flipping line, Mo. Um, so I think that we're going. I think the extraterrestrial. Interdimensional time-traveling lizard people are who are going to be running things outside of the Matrix. So you're saying you're going to have an option whether or not you go in? I think initially, yes. Oh, then I definitely 
I'm not going in. But Just eventually, like when, you won't even know. If you get into it, uh, then they got right. you. Yeah, like, like they're going to gradually just, just put everybody in it. And I think they're going to make things so hard on the outside world that like we want to be in the matrix. You know what I mean? But I think, here's my theory, if you can hold out not going in the matrix, eventually you'll be in the top 1%. You'll be super rich because you'll be out in the real world making money and stuff, you know, making real money, you know. Which, I mean, what is real money, really, if, every, if all the money's online? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, they they'd be they would only be buying things inside the matrix, really. Well, you'd have to sell it to the top one percent. So you would effectively just be like stock And then, well, you see, and then because you're dealing with the super rich, you can charge whatever you want for it. You just got to figure out what need the one percent has that they're not getting, and then you got to go fill that need, and then you know, pick your price for it. And I mean, there's going to be some people that aren't going to be super rich. It'll be on the outside because they're going to need, uh, you know, they're going to be like servants to the top one percent. <laughs> yeah, you got to have people or keeping, rebels. You're going to have the people on the running. outside. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the leader of the rebellion. So you're gonna have the rich, you're gonna have the servants, and then like the rebellion. You're gonna have the rebellion. And then, and then you're gonna, gonna have, have the people that are in. I'm either gonna be the leader of the rebellion, or I'm gonna be the a like the amoral um, businessman who like kind of knows what they're doing is wrong, but I'm gonna get rich, rich in the meantime. You know what I mean? Because I got to take care of me and mine. I'm gonna be one of those two, because I like. I feel like it's gonna be a battle of which one I'm gonna be. I mean, then this is probably may not happen in our lifetime to where it'll be fully. It won't be all the way. Like maybe but my it, grandchildren's lifetime. It feels like it though, because like why? Why YouTube's would you have... take this episode off the air? Huh? YouTube will take this episode off the air. Really? I believe they will, because we're onto them. YouTube's like, owned by Google. Google is the the lizard people. Google owns the, the, the Google is owned by the lizard people. Facebook's owned by the lizard people. Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard person. Um, <laughs> the Kennedys, the Clintons, the Bushes, those are lizard people. We apologize for that uh, that uh, interruption. Uh, they don't need to be apologizing to you. They need to be apologizing to me. Nobody cares about you, man. I know. Well, that's what this whole episode's about. Making no, Tyler I'm tick. I'm not trying to make you tick, man. I just it think is. that the lizard people, God, I hate the step it. that they're taking to try to take over the well, world. I, I guess mean, you the, hate it all you want. the lizard people eat the birds? What? Do they eat the birds? What birds? The Tell the birds. The fake birds? Oh, the birds aren't real? Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, y'all. That's their surveillance system to keep up with us because birds aren't real. Real talk, though. So the birds are owned by the lizards? Yes. I hate you. So bad. Why? <laughs> so dumb. I'm, so I'm being for real about the Matrix. So freaking dumb. The Matrix I'm being serious about. Oh. That's what's weird because you really can buy that virtual real estate. Yeah. So, I mean, and like, there was a house down. next to Snoop Dogg's house on virtual real estate. Yeah. It sold for like $450,000 for In a virtual house. Somebody bought yeah. that. They spent $450,000 of real money to be able to live next door to Snoop Dogg in the virtual real estate. You know, some people have just virtual too world. much money, though. Right? There's or, always those people who have... Or they're getting prepared for the Matrix. <laughs> and what, what, <laughs> like, they're, like, when they're in the Matrix now, that's going to be the people. Dude, I've got a friend that paid off his house with, with NFTs, you know? Really? Yeah. Dang. I, I, but, I, like, I'm in, I'm in some groups and stuff where, like, in some of the groups I'm in, like, BMAX group and even in Tribe and stuff, like, a lot of those guys are into, like, crypto and NFTs and stuff, and a lot of those guys make bank. Bank doing that stuff. That's just hard to understand. I don't get it. And I, I think either. the key to it is to be willing to invest in it and not 100% get it. I kind of get cryptocurrency more than I get NFTs. Crypto makes more sense to me than NFTs. I don't, NFTs still don't make sense to me. <clears throat> oh, you need, you need to explain to you? You yeah. know about it? I will explain it to you after this episode. Explain it on the episode. I can't. I, I'm not going to explain it to you. It's not me. 
Oh, you're gonna like show me a video? Yeah. Oh, I've I've had people try to explain it to me, no, and I've watched videos on it and stuff. It's a Saturday Night Live sketch. Okay, but well. it's really good. It explains it pretty good. Are you dabbling in it? Just the cryptocurrency. What how, what what crypto are you are you in? Just whatever's hot and popping. See, I, I tried to get into it, and I went to go set up my uh my Coinbase account, and then it got rejected for some reason, and so I just never never really got into it. I told you about my shame about emus. I got a black eye this episode too, guys. I'm I'm I am strategically sitting where nobody can see it, but got me a nice little shiner there. Anyway, your your emus. Shiba news. Oh Shiba yeah, yeah. news. But we've talked about. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. I just crash like, now, right? Uh, it's not very good. No, but yeah. but I see like I've got a story about an emu. The Dogecoin thing too that I had started. I see that Tesla is like selling merchandise, and they use that to. You can buy it with that. Okay. Yeah, I know Elon Musk is big into. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what good it is. What Tesla merchandise you'd want to buy besides the car? But if you, especially if you don't own Tesla one, shirts. I mean, Tesla. If you don't own it, what's the purpose? A car, you know yeah, what I mean? The Neuralink. Yeah. Be, that's not going to be a. I mean, it's all under him though, Elon. But it's not going to be a Tesla thing though. Is that its own separate thing? The Neuralink thing. I don't know. What is the I don't know anything about it. That's the thing that he's trying to make. That's going to go like you can put it in your head. Am I right, Mo? The Neuralink doesn't it go in your head. Can you look up Neuralink and what exactly it is that Elon Musk is doing in the meantime while we're talking? Um, That's going to start the Matrix. Yeah, that'll be that'll be step one of the Matrix. Then he's going to get it to where between him and Jeff uh, Bezos, they're going to go to space. They're going to set up a, a, a space station for rich people. All the rich people are going to live in the real world in space. All the poor, or what if it's opposite? What if all the rich people end up living in the Matrix and the poor people have to live down here in the real world? I'd be down with that. That could happen too. I'd be okay with that. You know, we just do what we want to do. Well, I mean, the rich people aren't the ones telling us what we can and can't do. I mean, they are. But they're going to be in the Matrix, so they won't know what we're doing. Uh, well, I mean, there's still going to be people down here telling you what you can and can't do. But we're going to kill them. Well, we could still do that now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there it is. Oh, so it's a, it's a separate. All right. According to Business Insider, wants to embed microchips in people's skulls and get robots to perform brain surgery. That's just the um, get the get the get the down low on it. Like, kind of, Mo, read the the high points here. <laughs> So I don't have to read it here on on the on the show. Um, so, well, you're not yeah, I'm gonna give money. it 100 years, man. I'm gonna give it 100 years, and I think that's the direction we're gonna be. These people are so it, just stupid. Which people? All of these people on this on this so-called internet. They're stupid. I hate them. Everybody that's on the internet. Damn near everybody. Aren't I am. You, aren't you? In, you're not. Aren't you on the internet? I mean, right now I am, but yeah. normally no. Why? Why do you hate them man. for? I just hate all the. I think science is getting too crazy. What do you mean? Or technology? You mean technology? Whatever you want to call it, they're just doing some crazy shit. You know what I mean? It's just doesn't seem like it should be done to humans. Give me some period. I mean, like this, this, this chip bull crap. Or, I don't know. I'm in a rabbit hole right now about some other stuff that doesn't make sense to me. Like, like what? Going back to like Egyptian times and building um, pyramids. True. Okay, like yeah. the size of a of the of one stone of a pyramid, like a footer that it sits on top of, like how they drug that through the sand. Yeah, for like a hundred miles for, well, through the sand, but there's no it. there's yeah. no ruts in the yeah. sand. You know, there's a theory, and then also the way that they're positioned to true north and south. Yeah, the way that I mean, just like so there's beacon. a theory. There's also, they they've recently done studies on like the Sphinx, where they've proven it, well, it wasn't just underwater. It was it was. It it was it existed during the time during like torrential rains, which was thousands of years before, before. we thought that it was built. Yeah, that's, so 
basically what it what it does is, and this is something that we have to think about that we that we don't talk about. Okay, if humanity went back to the caves right now, if civilization collapsed within ten thousand years, every almost any proof that we existed would be gone. Yes. Okay. So like all these buildings and stuff that we've built now. Archaeology wouldn't be able to bring those back unless a volcano erupted and it was buried under lava right. or whatever. That's the reason why, and there's a theory that humans have, have like evolved to really advanced civilizations multiple times through our history. But we might not then, be the most advanced. And then collapse back down. I think we probably are the most advanced overall. Yeah, I think we probably are the most advanced overall, but I think that, we're, I think that, that didn't happen until the last couple hundred years. I had a question asked me the other day, and it really made me think about it. Like, it's like we have all this technology and stuff. And we still need a freaking rocket to shoot us into space. You know what, what else I mean? would we use? Exactly. I don't know. But I mean, surely to God, there's something else. Eventually, it'll be like it's the same. Haven't same they tested like magnetics? Rocket as we used during black and white television, bro. But think about that is such a short period in human history. We used the same <laughs> way to travel just on the Earth. Like we were in horses and buggies for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Just in the last hundred years, we went from horses and buggy to a horseless carriage, to the modern car, to the airplane, to a spaceship within 100 years. That is insane. So in thousands of years of human history, we did the exact same thing. And then within 100 years, we went from fighting with, you know, within a few hundred years, we went fighting with swords and arrows to shooting rockets into space. Like, we think of, like, black and white television in the 60s being a long time ago. That was a second ago when you think about I mean, 50, how, 50, 60 years ago, you don't think they could have came up with something? That we only think that way because of how, how fast our world has evolved in our lifetimes. Because you think about it, okay? Technology was the same. Okay, how did, how did the Romans get around? Horses and buggies. Horse, either, rock, buggies, probably. They either stone. went on horse and buggy or they walked. Or they rode a horse, or they rode a mule, or something. Or they rode a slave. Okay. How did right, that thing. people in the Middle Ages, during the Dark Ages in England, how did they get around? Horses. How did people, when Jesus was alive, how did people, that was Roman time, let's say a thousand years before Jesus was alive, how did those people get around? Goats. Nope, horses. horses. Okay. Ten, that, two thousand years before that, how did they get around? Horses. So through all of our recorded history... There has been no real change in the way that we get around, in the way that we communicate. There was no, there was no, no advances in any of these things. Within our grandparents' lifetime, and our great grand, our, our great, we'll say our great grandparents and great great grandparents, within the lifetimes of like people we've met in our life, all of these advances have taken place mm -hmm. in a blink of human history. Because, of, in my opinion, because of globalization, because now you have. Whereas before, you could only, you really would only have like a few hundred people working on something. Now you can have the whole world kind of work on something. Yeah, except yeah. Russia. We don't let Russia work on stuff. Not anymore. Not since they invaded Ukraine. No, so, like, works. if you think about it like this, okay, this, tel this cell phone right here, there is not a human on planet Earth that could make this cell phone. No. There's no one person that from scratch could make a cell phone. They don't exist. From fracking and, and drilling for the oil to make the plastic to mining the the metals to make the microchips and make the, the pieces to making the glass the cameras everything on the cell phone is all things that you could not no one person could make mm -mm. and that's why i think we've advanced so quickly or maybe aliens helped us i don't know i like that idea yeah there, you know there's a real lot there's, there's a serious uh 
They're just serious. Uh, well, why won't they help argument. us do other things like get to space without using rockets? They, they say that they did. They said, okay, so like when JFK said that we would be in space within 10 years or whatever, mm-hmm. we had been trying to get to space forever mm-hmm. and had never been able to land, like much So we had never <clears> even been able to really get into orbit to that point. We've been trying for years and years and years. We go all in. Not only did we, within the time frame that he set, were we able to get to space. Russians had already done that. Not only did we get to space, we got to the moon. Here's the really impressive part. We landed on the moon safely, then took off again from the moon, came back home and landed back on Earth safely, and everybody got home safe. Okay, But that feat within a nine-year period <coughs> shouldn't have been possible. So a lot of people believe that aliens helped us. And there was some documents linked from, uh, leaked from the Pentagon, which kind of implied that they did. But I don't think they did. Because one thing that, that they're not accounting is, like, when you, when you add up all the man hours that it took, when all, all the people that worked over those nine years to get us to space, or however long it was, that worked over those years to get us to space, there was over a million years of man hours spent on that mission. When you add up all the hours that everybody spent and the amount of people that were all working on it. Mm-hmm. So it was like the equivalent of one person working several million years on one project and getting us there. So that's like when, when you look at populations as large as what we have today and the globalization, if you're able to put all these thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands or millions of people to work on one project, billions. you can put – well, I don't know that there's anybody that's got billions of people working on Trillion. a single project. But um, you're able to make – super large advancements because you've got millions of years of man hours into one thing that you wouldn't have been able to do before. So that's why we're advancing so quickly. But, and as, as, with that communications, said, the rocket, so all the technology we have and the most thing that I've noticed about the rocket is now you can land the base back down on the ground and reuse it. I mean, especially well, considering after we made it to the moon, you know, the government, do we not care anymore though? To right. Try well, to well go you further? know, the, we were, we stopped competing when, when the Soviet union collapsed, we, we stopped competing with the Russians to get to space. There was no longer a need for us to get to space. So now things are starting to progress again because now this private sector is trying to get us to space. So the government kind of quit funding NASA the way that they used to. Maybe there's something in space that we need. Maybe. I don't know what it is, but maybe. You would think they'd want to go back more. I mean, everything that, I mean, you would want to pretty much everything something. that's on Earth is in space. But they said that that rocket, the, the one that insane. took them to the moon the first time, that your cell phone has more technology than that. So why yeah. haven't we been back many a times? Because well, there was no reason to. To go to the moon? You right. Absolutely. There's no, there's no reason. I mean, we could, could harvest resources from there. Well, so, I mean, there's no really resources on the moon. Jeez. I'm you just, just love to derail conversations. You know, I don't know about the moon, but I mean, what about everywhere else? I mean, yeah, they, we could, but there was, no, there was no pressing need. So like, the reason we went to the moon before was we were competing with Russia. I don't really care about the moon. And well, same thing. The reason that we we progressed in our space travel so quickly was we were competing with, with Russia. So now we don't give a crap anymore. So we just Because there's nobody it. to compete with anymore. We're not worried about another superpower taking control of space and being able to conquer us because they have dominant. Because uh, they have people on the moon. No, because um, they have dominant like satellites um, and like like they, the fear fear was that we were going to be able to that they were going to weaponize space, right? That they were going to be able to attack and launch missiles from space to the United States and whoever dominated and and, and was dominant in orbit and in space was who was going to win the war. So that was the reason why we were like, we've got to win this so we can put like a base on the moon and we can like um, have more satellites in orbit. We can have military satellites. And, and a lot of that we did. A lot, a lot of things the military has done in space we don't even know about. Have sure. you ever heard that about like not a, a putting a base on the moon for like uh, weaponizing, but like as a launch point to go even further? Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. 
which is smart because you think about it most of the fuel that we spend to get, um, to to get anywhere is like to get out of our atmosphere and, and beat earth's gravity and then get in our atmosphere. So once we're in space then it would be way easier to get somewhere else you know yeah. but most of the the fuel is to get out away from, out of earth's and out of earth's orbit or out of earth's gravitational pull from what i understand yeah. i'm definitely not an expert in any of this sound like it this is just i don't really like anybody yeah. that knew what they were talking about i would probably sound pretty dumb like really knew what they were talking about. What um what got you looking into the pyramids? Uh, just a conversation I had with a guy the other day. So do y'all think that there was a that there was a uh, civilization that was super advanced before? Yeah. I kind of feel like now? that. <clears throat> I definitely think there were some because there's a lot of evidence. And then you look at like some of the things built in South America, even in Europe, some of the stuff that was built, and we look at it, and it was you know. Built ten plus like the, thousand all years the ago. Wonders, the wonders really make you should make you think. Yeah, a lot some of, of them just, we know when they were built, but yeah. But a lot of things are just like, hmm. Yeah, how did that get there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or like whether the, you know, I was listening to some podcasts and um, they were talking about whether the lost city of Atlantis is real or not. Yeah. Like because it was supposed podcast. To, yeah, yeah. I love, and he was also talking about the 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 um, younger Dryas event. Yeah, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that I listened I mean, to that podcast. Don't remember the guy's name, but it was really good. Um, I don't remember his name, but he had that YouTube channel, Bright Insight. What's mm-hmm. his name? Uh, or his YouTube channel. I can't remember his name here. But he talks about stuff like that. Yeah. The, and he's um, really, he, he knows a lot about it. He's really intelligent yeah. on it. Um, very interesting podcast. And then it talks about. You well, know, if that's true, though, then those were, they say those were, that was an advanced civilization. But Yeah. Because it might sound stupid. Well, at least advanced enough that they had um, trade with the outside right, yeah. world. And they were, you know, it wasn't like probably as advanced as like what we're talking about pre that built the pyramids. Yeah. You know. I even want to know what's beneath the sand. You know what I mean? Like, is there anything beneath the sand? Well, that specific guy talks about and they, he's actually got video on there that there is tunnels under the, like, the Sphinx. Because, I don't know. It's just, like, getting the stuff there, You it, it would be humanly impossible to move it on the sand. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, I mean, where, is that erosion and then sand blew in or whatever? Just anything. Well, when the, when the Sphinx and the pyramids were built... It probably wasn't sand because we know that there was rain falling right. at that time. There were like torrential downpours. So we've, we've seen they can see in the erosion of the Sphinx that there that there was there was rainy periods at that time. So at that time it wasn't desert. You know the, the, that that area of the world back ten thousand years ago or even less than ten thousand years ago during even like a lot of when like the Bible was written it was not the desert that it was that it is today. That's why Egypt was so profitable at that time was because it wasn't a desert you know the it was all green and very lush and and good farmland and so it didn't it didn't start becoming desert until you know later so at that time it wouldn't have been sand at that time it would have been more of a tropical um it would have been more of a of a um almost like a rainforest i think yeah you know they say this the pyramids were covered too wasn't they didn't they yeah have like with, limestone uh, they were white yeah. they were covered with uh, limestone mm-hmm. um yeah, so they weren't. They didn't have the the stones were laid, and then they were covered with a white limestone, so that they would shine. If you like saw them from space, they would almost reflect. Oh, why would you need to do that? <laughs> Are you implying that it was for Something. aliens? No, because you, you think aliens. I was say, you don't believe, You don't think. I don't about think it was for aliens. What do you think it was for? I don't know. That's why I say maybe, maybe humans were in space. Maybe. Before. That's why I say maybe maybe they were smarter than us. Maybe, Could it be? Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe they dug further than we did. I think that um I think that they they probably were smarter in certain areas than us. I don't think in, in every area, but um I tell you another I was talking to somebody the other day about this. Another scary thing is okay, if if humans used to be smarter and then there was a setback and we went backwards. Because when the pyramids were built, 
um, you know, researchers had previously believed when now that when we believe that the pyramids were built, that all humans on planet Earth at that time were hunters and gatherers, pretty much. We were in early like, tribal stages, like we were still very tribal and very in, in very small groups. And as it turns out, we were actually very, very advanced, at least at that time. OK, <laughs> so if if that were to happen again, for one thing. We don't build things like the pyramids were built. The reason, the only reason we know that they existed was because they built the pyramids. But there was probably a humongous, like, metropolitan area built around those pyramids and around the Sphinx because you, for the manpower to be able to build that. And but there's no, there's nothing left of that. There's no, there's no, there's no, you know, archaeological proof of it because it all went away. Same thing would happen here. Within ten thousand years, Columbus, Mississippi, where we are now, shooting this podcast, there would be nothing left. There would be no – the roads would be completely gone. The buildings would be completely gone. Uh, cars would definitely be completely gone. There would be no proof that cars ever existed because metal wouldn't wouldn't preserve. Um, the way we build things now, there would be no proof of it. The other thing about it is is if we did revert back and come back, it would be very hard for us to get back to this area that we're at now because it would be very hard for us to have another industrial revolution because it's, it would be so much harder to get oil. Before we started drilling for oil, there was oil just like sitting on top of the ground a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Oil was really easy to come by. They used to have pitch back in like the Middle Ages where they were just like scoop it up with buckets and you know set it on fire and use it as, as weapons or whatever. Now you have to frack for oil and drill for oil. Oil is deep down in the earth. Well, if we were to reset and go back, attaining that oil would be much more difficult. And the, in order to make the machines to be able to do that, you, need the you oil. would need the oil. Yeah. So it would be almost impossible for us to bounce back. And get back to where we are now. Do you think it would replenish itself if we stopped fracking for over a long enough period of time? But you'd be talking about thousands and thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of years, you know. And and I think that most oil comes from uh, uh, like seaweed and plankton and algae, things like that. And then it's it's covered with with earth, and then heat and uh, it's created from heat and pressure. And so one of the reasons we have it on land now is it's in places that were previously covered by water. So. Um, that's why there's a lot of it in like Texas and like places like that, Alaska, whatever, places that were previously covered with water with a lot of heat and pressure. Um, so the Middle so East, it, Middle East, I think would be another. I think now I'm sure it can it can also come from like dead animals or things like that. I think too. I think it can come from a lot of different areas, but I think the majority of it comes from uh, seaweed and plankton and things. Make sure if you're watching this live, guys, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe to the Mississippi Superman Show so that you can comment. We don't see Facebook comments. We only see comments from uh, YouTube, usually. So, make sure you go subscribe to the Mississippi Superman Show on YouTube. Also, to break for a uh, uh, quick uh, shout out to our sponsors is uh, Mark Romano. If you've seen him on the podcast, he has an event July 23rd at Hotel Tupelo. It's a wealth and success slash relationships Seminar. I think he has 15 seats available for July 23rd. Um, so if you if you're interested in that, you can hit us up, and I'll get you Mark's info, and uh, you can reserve your seat. So make plans for that. Anyway, um, it's it's just an interesting it's an interesting concept <laughs> to think that human history has probably not been, and it makes sense too because everything in life is never a steady climb upwards everything is an up down pattern so if like you're trying to become successful you don't just have a steady slow climb to success you get a little bit successful and then you become less successful and you get more and and it just kind of like zigzags up and down with big valleys and high peaks and it would make sense that human progression would be similar to that Mm -hmm. that it would be ups and downs and and not a steady one steady stream upward you know what i mean the way we think it is why would we ever lose anything yeah so basically it's a it's an interesting, <clears throat> interesting topic. 
So all that stuff interests me. Like like you talking about the pyramids and all that. Yeah, um, I think that inter- interest in, is interesting to oh, most yeah. people. Most people are kind of like, how did that happen? So like yeah. structurally, I'm just thinking about it. It's like, how do you make something like that that withstands anything forever? Right. But we can't with our technology build a building that. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't. That's. I think that the people that built the pyramids. I think that the idea was that we're going to build something that will last forever. forever. Yeah, and I think cool. that we don't build things with that in mind now. We build things with a more short-term mindset now. I mean, possibly that mindset's why they regressed. They were they they put all that into building stuff like that, and then true, you know, didn't didn't meet the the more short-term needs that they needed. So, um. Well, yeah. it's it's interesting also though that that could have been it, or what like uh, what is interesting is what could have caused that reset. You know, because like they're talking about that younger drives. You know, yeah. could have been like a like a catastrophic event. That's interesting to me as well. Like, yeah, very good possibility that catastro- yeah. catastrophic event would have caused it. So they, very good possibility. Like you say, they could have been that, or they could have been advancing and just keep <laughs> on up, and then nature said. But my other oh. question then is, if everybody dies, how how does it restart? Well, everybody didn't die. No. No. Oh. Everyone didn't die. Just a large enough port. Okay, so like for instance, um, let's say everyone on planet Earth died except for the people in Columbus, Mississippi. Okay. Okay. We could, yeah. How long before we can start sending emails again? A thousand oh, years. More than that. hundred years. Maybe like, never. million yeah, years. Long time. Maybe never because, the, because the, I mean, let's say, let's say us four, us four are the last people on Earth. So we will die and nobody else will be made. It would, yeah, because we'd be wild dudes. <laughs> but let's say us and our families. Okay. Okay. Within a few, within a couple years, like we're going to use the resources of like what's around us. But within a few years, we're poking bears with sticks in caves. We're we're you know we're we're back to square one. We're, we don't we don't know how to do any of this. I don't know why that TV works. I have no idea why that camera works. You know how that camera works? No idea. No idea. No. Joe Rogan even has a bit about this. There could be like little elves in their high <laughs> crystal meth butt freaking. You know, chiseling these pictures out of wood. We don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. I have no clue how that camera works. You think cameras are going to exist very much longer if us here in Columbus are the only people left? Like, we'd have a few smart people that could tell you kind of how cameras work, but nobody would be able to make one. And then that information would be useless. So they're not going to teach their kids how to make cameras. They're going to teach their kids how to farm, how to forage for food, and how to hunt. Because that's what's going to help them survive. True. So within one generation, within, within one generation... Every piece of information that we view as valuable is gone. And now we're back to 10,000 years ago within a single generation. My kids, they're going to know TVs existed. They're, I don't know how to make a TV. Mm-mm. I don't know how to teach them. I can tell them stories about it. And then those stories are just going to become legend. You know, back in the day, thousands of years ago, there were these gods that could shit, shoot down laser beams from outer space and put anything on screens in our houses that they wanted us to see. And then we would watch them. And these gods, there was a god named Tom Cruise who could take on armies of thousands of people in these missions of impossibility. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we would tell stories of these movies, and our kids would just think that these were god people that, that actually existed. Probably. You know what I mean? Like yeah. within, within a thousand years. And he wouldn't even be called Tom Cruise anymore. He'd be like Tomalus Cousy. You know what I mean? They'd mess the name up because we're not writing stuff down anymore. Because paper, we can't get paper. Where do we get paper from? Yeah. There's only 20,000 of us, and none of us know how to make paper. So we're back We're back chiseling stuff into stone walls. Tan crows. You know? We don't, we don't know how to do anything. We don't, how to, we don't know how to do anything, bro. Nothing. It's insane. Nothing. It's insane how quickly this whole world goes back to zero. 
It's and that's another reason why I'm telling you, if things do hit the, hit the fans. So my whole purpose of this show is to promote masculinity, right? To like to like raise the war against the the women. the world of of mas- making women more masculine and men more feminine, bringing everybody to the middle, which I think is what's happening. That's why it's important because here's the thing, all right? If we get down to twenty thousand people, we're gonna assume ten thousand of them are men. If eight thousand of those men have purple hair, nose rings, and you know are super femme, like love, a lot of guys they are, love tofu. Those twenty thousand people <laughs> are not gonna make it. No, it's not gonna happen. Uh. Those two thousand men that are left, maybe. But I mean, now you're thinking, you know, those those eight thousand, they're gonna be they're gonna be chopped out pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to have your pick of the litter when it comes to women, I guess when stuff hits the fan, you need to be pretty masculine. Know how to hunt. Know how to Know how to farm, you know, be tough. My thinking is this, and I'm kind of being sarcastic, but not really. Um, you either need to know, be really good at farming, be really good at hunting, or be really violent. Because if you're violent enough, I can go take the farmer and the hunter stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm good enough at violence. Because, you know. Don't be too violent. You can only do it once if you're too violent. Morality. What do you mean? If you kill them and you don't know how to hunt, and you oh don't right, know yeah, you can't be too farm. Far. Well, you just got to go find more farmers. And yeah, I mean, but how many? Yeah, there's only two thousand people left. Yeah, I mean, so don't gonna, be too violent. Run through, and then those whole those what's left of those two thousand people. Like, hey, this guy is a dick. We should all team up and go kill him. <laughs> yeah, you know, so he's going to keep burning. It's going to be more right? like the mafia. You're going to need to just. I will protect you, farmer. Yeah, you're going to have to give me food. True. Either right. way. It's still the same skill set. I agree, Hunting, but I'm just saying, farming, don't be too violent. That will always happen, though. If, in that's any how kind governments of, gets restarted. Yeah, any re, is. any reset will be like that. Same thing. I agree. There's always going to there's always going to be groups for them, like yeah. essentially mafias and gangs. Yep. Power always finds a place to rest its head. That's why whenever you start, people talk about socialism. I think I'm like, yeah, you're, like you're idolizing humans. That's what a lot of a lot of. Um, belief systems that we have today these very like emotionally driven belief systems because that's what that's where a lot of it comes from it's not that the belief system's wrong it's just very emotionally driven and it idolizes humans too much it idolizes how good of people we are so the 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 whole basis of it is like if we give the government all of our stuff um julie says i want to be in y'all's mafia please if this happens you're in julie done we need somebody to wash clothes and dishes i always wanted (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if we're being honest, that will, I mean, the women's role will become very feminine again. And you will be peeling potatoes. Um, Thank you. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, about, idolizing yeah. humans. Like, a lot, a lot of, like, a lot of the world that we live in today idolizes humans. Like, if we give the government all of our money, they'll redistribute it more evenly, and then everybody will live. And what will actually happen is the really corrupt people are just going to go into the government and then they're going to vote them. They're going to vote to just where well, we're going to keep all the money. Oh, we're just going to give a little bit back to everybody else. Yeah. Anywhere. Oh. It doesn't matter where, everywhere. If yeah. you've got enough people, you're not going to have, everybody's not going to be on the same page and play by the same rules. You're idolize. You're, you're, you're sort of like romanticizing human behavior too much. You're not being realistic. You, you can know? see it. You can really start to see it in, in the world, the way people react to just what's going on right now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. The Russia deal, everybody's like, oh, man, we need to kill Putin. It's like, oh, we need to kill Biden. We need to. It's, it's like, yeah, well, know, why don't you guys like. It's really interesting how angry the world is over Russia invading Ukraine. Not the world, but especially the Western world, Western Europe and the United States. Because Russia invading Ukraine is how human behavior has been 
forever. Yeah. That's just the way that it is. Yeah. Like the way that it is is I have a big country or I have a big tribe. Everything in human behavior is tribal. This is my theory. Everything in human behavior comes down to tri- tribal. Every human, like male masculine behavior and every male feminine behavior comes down to survival and, and tribalism. So I have the biggest tribe. You have a small tribe. I'm going to come take over your tribe. I'll have an even bigger tribe. Yeah. I'll have more. Okay. That's the way that it works. And every man who is ambitious, his whole purpose in life is to be the biggest chief he can be. That's the reason he exists. It doesn't even make sense what a lot of guys do for like success and wealth and, and, and to be bigger and stronger or whatever. When a guy goes to the gym and he's trying to become a bodybuilder, when a guy goes to work to become a billionaire, when a guy's they're building these big companies, really what's driving them is the subconscious need to be the biggest chief he can possibly be. And if you really want to get down to it, the reason he wants to be the biggest chief that he could possibly be is so that he can get with more women. That's the reason why we want to be chiefs. The reason why ambition is so prevalent with men the way that it is is because if we're ambitious enough, we get to actually be the chief of the tribe, and the chief of the tribe is who gets to have his pick of whatever women he wants to be with. And that is why, and therefore I get to have more children, and my seed gets to be spread further. Mm -hmm. That's the whole purpose behind what we're doing. Everything that ambitious men do is in that service. Non-ambitious men who want to be part of the system – it still comes down to survival. They, their DNA is if I can latch on to a chief and become a support role, he will ensure my survival because he's the biggest chief, right? So if I can help him become a bigger chief, he'll ensure my survival, and then maybe one day he'll let me be chief or he'll, you know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the, that is the subconscious DNA mindset of most men. So really when you get down to it, everything men do is for females. Women run the world. Really. They do run the world. When you really get down to it, the reason we do anything is to increase status, even if it's not conscious. Like, okay, well, I want to be able to travel and do whatever I want to do, and you say all these things. No. Because most of the time, that's not even what happens. Most of the time, your lifestyle doesn't even change that much when you make a lot more money until you get up into the millions and billions. Mm-hmm. Um, really, you just want to be the bigger chief. You want to, you want to become a bigger chief, and it's, it's, it's an in-programmed DNA in your DNA to want to do those things. And so when you do those things, you're trying to increase your status to have a higher selection of higher valued women. And basically what that means is everything men do is for pussy. <laughs> I believe pussy, but you know what I mean? For, we know yeah, that already. For vagina, yeah. you know. That's that's what men are existing <laughs> you have for. To, like when you wake up in the morning, what do you do anything for you know what I mean but uh, it's not always conscious it's, uh, it's not always conscious but or for your it, kids you know what I mean which day. is the same kind of comes down to the same thing the reason why yeah you know most dudes only take care of their kids so their wife will lay them right I, mean, <laughs> I don't know same about that thing. I actually don't agree with I think I that there know. is a is a paternal instinct that that men do have to protect their children Men do have a, the whole Cain Velasquez thing. Go, yeah, you know but if I mean? they're protected, I mean, what else do you need? The main thing I mean? is protected and provision. But if you're protecting your offspring, you're protecting your... Right, because you're protecting your seed yeah, for yeah. you to continue, for your for your DNA to progress further. You're trying <clears> to protect <throat> your seed so that your children can can, pro, can go out and make children and your seed continues to grow. Yep. Everybody wants... To, every guy wants to be Genghis Khan. You know, there's a, there's a scientific, like, fact that Genghis Khan is... That one third of human population has is a direct descendant of Genghis. Genghis really? Khan. Yeah. What's the other, other two? Other two thirds. White and black people. <laughs> That's the other two thirds. George yeah, Washington. It, it might even more than a, than a third. It's an unbelievable portion. The dude had like five thousand wives. 
Dadgum, he was bro. with a different woman every night of his life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did they he, all get pregnant? Probably. He was just spreading seeds. He was like, spreading. That's dope, dude. Yeah, he, every man on the planet Earth, his ingrained, hardwired DNA is to want to be Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan is the ultimate alpha chief, alpha male. You know what I mean? He's the one. He's the guy that did it. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, he's the guy that, that achieved he, ultimate chiefdom. He did what we all want to do. <laughs> Basically. You know what I mean? Now, I don't think that that type of lifestyle is good for society. That's why only one person needs to do it. And back in the day, like, well, the problem with that is this, is um, men, we talked about this when Mark was on the podcast, men, men aren't designed to live as long as we're living now. You know, men were designed to die young in service of their family or their country or but the service of a chief or whatever so it was kind of okay if the chief had all the women because a lot of the other guys were dying so there was way more women than there are men so now that we're in a world where men aren't dying that way anymore now there's the same amount of women as there are men so monogamy is only that works because if you get a whole bunch of men if one dude has a thousand wives and that means there's 999 dudes that are getting none Horny you have hell. 999 <laughs> angry pissed off Moody Joe Savage is running around oh. just chopping people up with drywall hammers yeah. and <laughs> mad as hell at the world, ramming people with his car. That's what happens when dudes aren't getting any. Could you imagine the traffic? Could dude, it'd imagine? be awful. Everybody would be fighting out in the roads. Dude, it's insane how much women have control over a man's mood. You know what I mean? You'd be in the worst mood ever. Mm-hmm. Woman give you some sloppy toppy. You're ten seconds. You're the clarity, nicest and then guy you're good, on planet. Yeah. I'm just playing with my kids. Like, oh, everything's so great. You know what I mean? That frown gets turned around. Oh, uh, turned upside down all like day. Fourteen brother. seconds before that, you were like, I hate these. I'm kids. gonna strangle them. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got 999 dudes and there's no women for them, the it's not gonna work. This society can't exist the way that it exists now. No, they'll be trying to kill everybody. You know? Julie said too many, too many too Joes. Many Joes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just shout out Joe Savage. You my boy, dog. Um. <laughs> My best friend, you know, I'm just giving him a hard time, but it is true. Um, d- dudes, are, you're going to be angry. You're just going to be pissed off. And, and so, and then they're going to kill the one guy that has all the women because it's like, look, bro, like, we got to get this guy out of the way, sure. you know. That's why that's why men instinctively hate, you know, like, I think there's some jealousy when you see a guy who's, like, got a lot of women or, you know, is, is very successful. Like, guys kind of want to hate on him a little bit because it's like, like, it's a, it's a scarcity mindset because men, like, everything we have – the way our brains are wired is, is for scarcity. We're not designed for the world we live in. I talk about this all the time. Our brains are not designed for the world we live in. We're not designed for this world of abundance where there's plenty of money for everybody. There's plenty of food for everybody. There's plenty of women for everybody. It's why you get nervous when you talk to a girl. The reason you get nervous when you talk to a girl is a hardwired DNA. Tyler, we know you don't, get, do you don't get nervous when you talk to a girl. But the reason, I don't think I might have that same brain that y'all have. You, uh, you do. You just you have overrode it with practice. You've talked to an. Did you get nervous talking to girls when you were in the sixth grade? You've never, never like had trouble at a bar just walking up to a girl and being like, "What's up, girl? Let me talk to you for a second. Let me get your no, number." Sir. No, no, I've no been, approach. I've anxiety. been, I've been, no anxiety. No, I've been like, yeah, I've been rejected so, okay. so many times. But you've, you've been what? I've been rejected. Of course, right. Well, but. rejection is normal. Okay. So the reason why a lot of guys have rejection anxiety and approach anxiety, approach anxiety is pre-rejection anxiety. So it's the fear of rejection, and the reason you're afraid of getting rejected is because we're tribal. We're meant to live in tribes of about 100 people to 200 people. Okay, so if you're talking about I'm a 20-year-old male, I'm a 15-year-old male, and I'm in a tribe of 200 people, that means that there's 100 of them are women, and about 25 of them are um, my age, and about 10 of them are going to mate with the 
with the Chiefs. So really, there's only 15. So if I get rejected by one, there's a really good possibility my value is going to go down to the other 15, from the, for the other 15, and I'm not going to mate. I'm never going to have children. I'm never going to have sex. I'm never going to have a family. I'm never going to mate. So it raises, like, me getting rejected by a female is the same thing, basically, as me getting eaten by a bear. Holy crap. In terms, of, in terms of the world. Because if I get eaten by a bear, I can't, I can't produce more people. Um, if, I don't really uh, have nerves. Tyler Hughes' humor to cover nerves. I, I, I was talking to people the other day. I don't have very – I'm not nervous. I, don't, a, just, I just don't care. That's a good thing. But it's probably – that's probably um, – I mean, maybe it's psychologically driven somewhere because of something else. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I really could give two craps. You know what I mean? If I get rejected, it's just... It's, it, but it's always been that way for you. Yes. See, I'm not As way. a young man, I remember all, all she's going to say is, all she can say is no. Right. Well, and that's, that's actually the healthier mindset for the modern world. So the modern world is, you don't have 15 potential mates. You have billions. True. I mean, you have thousands just right here in Columbus. The, a small town in Mississippi, there are thousands of potential mates for me or for you. So if I get rejected by one, Try only again. 10 people are even going to know about it. True. There's going to be thousands more that never never have any idea. And if I run through every female in my small town, I have a car, I have airplanes, and I have the Internet, I can connect with women anywhere on the world if I want to. And that's never been the case before now. So now we live in more metropolitan areas. There's more people living in a single area than there was through most of human history. Plus, I now have the ability to travel and communicate with people anywhere on planet Earth. And we are pretty sure that right now is the only time, I mean, just in the last 200 years of human history, is the only time that's been the case. Right. That I could literally pick up this glass box <clears throat> and talk to somebody in Turkey if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can communicate with somebody in China. I can communicate with somebody in Australia. So the world, the, our minds are not designed for that. You know what I mean? Our, our mind, So anytime you feel that like fear of rejection and anxiety coming on, it's really just your DNA trying to override the world that you actually live in. It's, right. not, it's not real. It's not really founded in anything. Same thing with uh, fear of failure. Like, we live in a world now where, fa where failure doesn't really even mean anything. Like, filing bankruptcy. Like, there is, in the United States of America, for your children to starve to death, you've got to pretty much make some really asshat moves. It's almost impossible. To yeah, because you would live under a bridge and still eat. Right, people neglect, still eat living under bridges. Neglect, yeah. You know what I mean? And the way that homeless people live is kind of the way that humans have lived, lived for thousands and thousands of years. They just do it in a lavish fashion. Hunter, hunting and gathering, walk, looking for food. Really? You know what I mean? They might beg more, but you know what I mean? Like, that's not in the, in the term. But if you think about a homeless 8, 000, now, 10,000 years a homeless ago, now is living lavish compared to the way people lived back then. Probably. You know and, and if you look at 10,000 years ago, though, if you failed, what did that mean? You died. You died. Yeah. You're dead. You failed, you died. Yeah. You, you, you're not able to provide, you and your family starve to death. You're not able to hunt, you're not able to gather, you break your leg, that's it for you. Mm -hmm. You're done. Yep. Okay. But that's not the case anymore. You can try to start as many businesses as you want. You can fail 100 times. You make it big one time, that's all you got to do. You can fail 99 times, go bankrupt 99 times. Your family's probably not going to starve to death. You're probably going to be okay. Yeah. Well, that's not the world that most people lived in mm -mm. You know, throughout history. So, Well, not, not even that. Now you don't even have to fail. Now we're in there to where, you, like you said earlier, you can create an NFT. I mean, it's still, gram. you still, I don't know that you're going to create an NFT and make 400 grand, but yeah, you can make Some a lot of money are, on things that don't even make sense. Right, exactly, yeah. Well, and, and money is a, is a in, in terms of all of human history, is a pretty, like, I mean, we just kind of all got together and decided that this means something. And that's the interesting thing about, uh, about you know, a lot of people are, are down on cryptocurrency because they're like, it doesn't mean anything. You know that dollar bill in your pocket? doesn't mean doesn't mean anything nothing. either. It's a piece of paper made out of cotton. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean anything. We just all got together and all agreed that it meant something. And so it does. 
There was a time that it was linked to gold, but you know why gold means something? We all just got together and agreed that this shiny rock was valuable. (laughs) That's all gold is. It's a shiny rock. Judah says, think about third world countries where we uh, think their ways of life and how men treat women are barbaric when actually, why are you covering that up? When actually it's the way, oh, I see what you're doing. Um, uh, it's it's the way way that life we're we're made to live originally. That's a really good point. Yeah, the, the way you look at third world countries and how men are oftentimes really violent to women, and I think that I think that there's some different like throughout history there was probably some differences like different men treated women differently. But I mean, yeah, I mean throughout human history, yeah, that's very true. The right. way that you view the world in third world countries is very similar to the way the way things have always been and so same thing with uh with safety nets that we have now like that that don't allow us to fail don't allow us to starve to death that's really not normal it's really a, sort of an interesting way world that we live in mm-hmm. that's sort of new and kind of doesn't make sense with that being said that's we've talked about this on here before where um that's why people are fat it's why people don't go to the gym it's why people um don't have great relationships a lot of the time because Throughout human history, we have always looked for the shortest term answer possible because that was what was best for our survival. What was best for our survival was to find the highest calorie, calorie dense food that we could find right now and eat it and eat it all right now because I don't know when I'm going to find food again because I don't have a refrigerator stored in. I don't have nowhere to put it. Let me eat all of it. Let me find the sugariest, fattiest food that I can find, eat as much of it as possible, and then move on and do it again. So now you can go to McDonald's spend thirty dollars and buy twenty five hamburgers if you want to and just shove them all down your gullet. Well, your brain's like it's going to trigger reward systems. Reward systems. There are no reward systems for making yourself hungry. There are no reward systems, or they're all very long term reward systems, which your brain is not designed to chase. Your brain is not designed to chase short term, long term reward systems. It's designed to chase short term reward systems. Let me find somewhere to sleep where I'm safe tonight mm-hmm. let me go find you know what i mean so it's a very uh it's an interesting time that we live in yeah and it's it goes back to you have all these tens of thousands if not millions of years of human history where maybe we had peaks and falls and, and civilization was, was more advanced but the majority of that time was tribal and it was hunter gatherer or early agricultural you know what i mean like early farm stages it was, it was, i think i think our i think our agricultural uh History goes back further than people believe that it does, but it's still most of our time was probably spent as hunters and gatherers, and so in, in tribes. So it's just interesting that within the last how much modernization has changed our life over the past one hundred years, two hundred years. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, if you were to think back two hundred years ago, so what would that be? Nineteen eighteen twenties, eighteen twenties. Think about the world in the eighteen twenties. Like it, it, I don't even know what era that was. Do you? So you're talking like, you know, pre Civil War. Yeah. People would have got would have this would have been pre well pre Industrial Revolution. So there really weren't factories. There were no cars really. There or at all. Um, there was no telegraphs yet. Telegrams. There was no. You know what I mean? Like, like the way that they lived, with the exception of some transportation. I think ships had had come up come up in the 1820s had come a, a little way but the way that they lived really wasn't that much different than the way people lived a thousand years before that really 
But then, like, if you really look at how people spent their days and how people spent their time. But if you look at how people spend their day now, it's vastly different than any other point in human history. Think about, like, how you wake up and, and your morning routine. Yeah. Through most of human history, even in the 1800s, you had a few kids that went to school. But for the most part, everybody got up at dawn when the sun came up. You worked in the field all day. You um, farmed. You worked all day until the sun went down. The, the mother stayed at home, took care of the very small children. The older children went out into the field with their father. And the, you know, the children helped with the chores until nightfall. The woman cooked. They ate a meal together. They went to bed. That was it. That's how they lived their life. It was very routine. It was pretty much the same thing every day. Older children went with father. The women went with the mother. The older boys went with the, with the father in the field. Um, and that was sort of the way that it went. Before that, it was even in the hunter-gatherer stages, the older boys went out with the father to hunt. The girls and the younger children would stay with the mother to gather. They would gather berries. And men would go out and hunt and try to find food. They would get up at dawn. They would go to bed at sunset, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? That was the way that human – now with the invention of the light bulb, with the invention of, like, the modernization of our economy, you can make a living by going and sitting in an office. There's no value really to humanity by sitting in an office. Like, if you think about what they're doing, there's no value to it. There's no value to what I spend my, most of my day doing. I spend most of my day sitting in an office. I, I'm marketing. I'm doing these things. But there's no direct value. It doesn't actually produce anything. All right. You know, I'm not. Now, there are still jobs that do produce things, like your job. Um, your job produces, you know, you work at a steel mill, so True. you're working to produce steel. But steel is different than you get up in the morning. Now, you get you get up at a set time. You have an alarm that wakes you up. You get your children up. You get them ready. You take them somewhere and drop them off for someone else to raise. Then you go to work while your children are downloaded with whatever ideas the school system wants them to be downloaded with. You go work for as a cog in a wheel. Uh, in a machine, you come home, you pick your children up, and you go to you go home and go to bed. Then you it's, argue about whatever they were taught that day. Yeah, yeah. so it's a <clears throat> it's an interesting world, and we've just accepted things like public school as a that's our normal, like that we're going to take our kids and they're going to be downloaded with information by people that aren't us, and we're just going to trust that the government's going to tell them what they're supposed mm-hmm. to know. Think yeah. about how wild that is in, in, the, in the span of human history. We trust the government to raise our children, really. That's yeah. why kids are so weird today. That's why they're going to get weirder, and they've gotten weirder throughout the past 100 years because we went from parents raising children to the government raising children. Yeah. How crazy is that? We, we, none of us trust the government with we let them anything, but kids. we let them do the most important job that we have but the thing about it is though if you homeschool them they're going to be weird because they're not going to be socialized right because we're not tribal anymore like we were meant to be we're meant to all live in groups they socialize in the group and then you know we all go home together but we're all we're all sort of doing it together now we go we have our work friends that our kids may never meet not in my case but a lot of times our kids probably never even meet our work friends our kids go to school and hang out with their friends they socialize with them and we have no say over who those people are those people aren't in our tribe you know and so you, it's just a very, it's a very haphazard and I think possibly destructive to the human psyche way for us to live. And especially considering I don't trust the government with anything, much less raising my children. I don't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm just going to trust that you're going to tell them all the right things and you right. know they're going to do all the right things and you're going to bring, you're going to let them go home during the winter, a couple hours before sunset. And then they're going to watch TV and YouTube all night. And so they're getting downloaded with information there. It's, it's just a crazy, it's a crazy system that we've just all accepted. And whenever I talk about this stuff, everybody gets like, 
weird about it. Well, that's just the way things are. Who says that's the way things are? Things have never been that way through all of human history, but because your parents lived in this world, that's just the way things are. Because right. it's, the, it's the world that your grandparents set up. Dude, in all the time of human history, it's never been this way, but now it's this way, because, and you just accept it. You know, I, I, think, I think there's two kinds of people in the world. We're going to have a test, okay? Mo, I'm going to let you, I want you to participate in this. All right. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, okay? You pull to a four-way stop, and you have a red light. There is nobody anywhere around. There's no headlights. You can see a really far way in any direction. It's so frustrating. You have a red light. I'm not stopping. You don't stop. Do you stop? I do, but I'm, uh, I'm a ball. You do? Okay. So what about you, Mo? I'm doing the, the brief stop, look both yeah. ways. Okay, going. so there's two kinds of people in the world. There's people that blow it. And it's like, I'm not stopping. Because that, that rule that, you, that you've put up for me right there, that red light, is not designed for this situation. And I can see that. Mm -hmm. I can see that that rule doesn't apply for this situation, and I'm not going to abide by it. Then there's people who do stop and wait for the lights to turn green. Because they're not stopping because they understand that the rule has a purpose, and they're abiding to the rule because of the purpose. They're abiding to the rule because the, the chief said that you have to abide by the rule. If I stopped and waited at every red light in Starville, I would be at a red light for at least 30 minutes in the morning. At least. Oh, so you run them in the morning on the way to work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. if I stop and I, but I don't uh, run see, on I, I would do that. I, so I'll stop I, and look and just make sure it was clear and then go. I mean, I do that. I'm not a psycho, but I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not sitting in a lot. Now, when you get into. But that is empty, an uh, empty road both ways. I'm not sitting there waiting on that lot. No, I'm not. No, I'm the same way. Yeah, it's I won't dumb. Either. I won't either. And I think that there's two different kinds of people. There's people that do and people that don't. Now, there's a lot of different kinds of people in each category. Because I've caught myself waiting. Like, you know, you, you ever wake up in the morning and you're not really fully aware of what's going on, and you, so you pull up to the red light, and so you yeah, you're just messing you're, around, and you look, sort of you look up, and you're like, holy crap, I've been here for 10 minutes, and it still hasn't turned green, and nobody's came through. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah, so so yeah. now I try to stay, like, cognizant. Now, now there's I'm, people that blow the red light at that time I'm just gonna... because, A, they just want to watch the world burn. B, they like the <laughs> thrill of running a red light. Or C, like in our case where, like, I see that the rule doesn't apply, so I'm not going to abide by the rule in the situation where it doesn't right. apply. Then there's people that do that do wait there because their mindset is, well, what if there's a cop waiting around the corner that's waiting to see if I run it? What if there's somebody there? Okay, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But some people, some people are going to do going to wait because it's the right thing to do. They believe that they believe that abiding by the rules and and following the rules of society is the correct path to to human evolution, and and so therefore being a part of the system is their way of like it's a, it's sort of a subconscious thing, but yeah, like they believe that following rules is better that is goes above anything else that society has rules and the most important thing that we can do to further humanity is to abide by the rules stop it right i don't right. feel that way but a lot of people do and i think there's a lot of different reasons why you don't stop and a lot of re reasons why you do but the two categories i put everybody in is either you're the kind of person that stops you're the kind of person that doesn't or you're the kind of person who has a price on your head i don't know how that has anything to do with what i'm talking about <laughs> you ever see that no nope that's what i'm saying i don't know what you're talking about maybe not maybe it doesn't apply but if you're the kind of person that's got a hit out on you you wouldn't stop it right anymore. but if you got a hit out on you you're probably the kind of person that wasn't going to stop anyway true yeah most true of the time that. so anyway uh i hope you guys enjoyed this episode we're a little over an hour now so we're going to cut it right there i feel like it's been a pretty good i've had fun today yeah i can't reach you i hope it doesn't get taken down yeah i think you too the lizard people are i think you're probably going to take this episode down because here's the thing Screw we you, called them out people. for the for the matrix um, we've also talked about like not following the rules for the sake of following rules. Mm -hmm. If there's anything the lizard people hate, the elite hate, they want people to follow the rules. That's what allows them to be lizard people. If people don't follow the rules, there's no place for lizard people. Do you think they're real lizards? There's a theory that they are. 
Like a lizard that grew so, up though. to be a real person? No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a species of humanoid lizards oh. where they can take the shape of humans and. Um, so what's that thing called? That shape, lizard? Shape I don't know. No. What? That lizard that, that turns in chameleon. The, yeah. Kind of. Okay. So anyway, um, we've we've called that out. We've talked about. Um, the government, which is the top of the top of the government, those are the lizard people. When, when the sound's missing in the first half of this episode, do not blame me. It's bull crap. probably going to be the whole episode. They're just going to take the episode down. That's the easiest thing because this whole episode has been pretty anti-lizard people. So, screw you, lizard people. Thank you all for listening to the Man Up Podcast, or in this case, watching the Man Up Podcast. 